Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford, and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he's doing in your life. We have now moved into the completed Minster space on Southwater Square in Telford, and we'd love to invite you to come along and give church a try at our 4pm gatherings every Sunday opposite Wilco's above the Novella Lounge. Enjoy the podcast. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given to me, so that I will be fearlessly I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I'm an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Father, thank you for Laura as she speaks to us this afternoon. Lord, that she right now would be that ambassador, just like Paul was in this bit. Pray that she would preach your gospel fearlessly Mm. and to teach us how to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Matt. So yeah, today I've got the task of talking to you about prayer. Now, I just wonder who here can admit to the fact that at some point in their life, they have prayed. Just checking you're awake. Okay, yes. Lots and lots of people have prayed at some point. So in some way, we are all pretty much experienced in this. We've all had a go. We've all had a go at talking to God or something bigger than ourselves. And we're continuing today of our discipleship toolkit um, series. So we're thinking about what are the key things that we need in our toolbox to help us to follow God and be apprentices of Jesus. Now, prayer is a really and really important part of this. And in 2020, when we had the pandemic, the Google searches for prayer went through the roof. People around the world were seeking God and saying, I just want to pray about something. I want to pray. I want to know how to pray. But sometimes it's quite hard to pray, isn't it? I don't know about you, but sometimes I find myself forgetting about prayer and just going about my busy life. Um, Recently, I was driving to Manchester and I had a meeting to get to and I was running a little bit late. And I knew when I got to this meeting, the car park where I needed to go was really narrow and I, I don't mind driving, but I don't love parking in small spaces. And it's really, really narrow. You had to go around the back of a building and then get into the car park. And I was just praying that when I got there, there would be a parking space. And I was like, God, please let there be a parking space. I'm already late. Don't want to be walking into this meeting even later. And when I got there, I went into behind this building, went to the car park, there was no parking space. Then I had to turn around in this tiny space and then make my way back out, go and try and find a parking space somewhere else. And then I parked up, went to the machine. The machine wasn't working. I didn't have any cash to pay like with coins on this machine. And I had to move my car to another. Basically, I was really late. And I was cross at God because I was like, God, I asked you for a parking space. I'm sure you've probably done something similar. Maybe you've been late for the bus and you've just been saying, God, please let this bus be late too. Or maybe you haven't had enough money to last you to the end of the month and you've been saying, God, please, please help me to cope and have enough money. Or maybe you've been praying that your teacher wouldn't set you homework. I mean, we all do it, don't we? 
But I wonder how often we approach God like a bit of a divine vending machine. And we're like, I know, if I just get my tokens, if I get my money, I'm going to put it in, and I'm going to say, yes, God, give me this. This is what I need. Then you'll get your, your sweets come out the other end. And then next time, you think, yeah, I need this. I'm going to put in another token. And be like, yes, there's my little prayer. Oh, here it goes. Here we go. And out come some more sweeties. Yeah, there's some answers to prayer. I wonder how often we treat God like a bit of a divine vending machine. When we put our tokens in the slot, we wait for God's response and we watch it tumble down and we kind of walk away until next time and we go back to the machine and we're like, yeah, okay, I've got, an answer. I've got something I want you to answer now. And we just treat him like a bit of a vending machine. We insert our prayer and wait for our answer to be dispensed. Now, sometimes this is how I've approached prayer. And um, it feels like a bit of a kind of detached way to do it. It's not like a relational way to do it. It feels a bit mechanical. Like, when I need something, I'm going to come to you. And the rest of the time, I'm just going to go about my busy life. And perhaps... Some of us reduce prayer to that. We just come to God when we think we want an answer. And we're forgetting the great and glorious mystery that prayer is when we do this. It's an incredible gift that God, in his entire being, the creator of the universe, would make himself so vulnerable that our flawed, messed up selves could come to him and he would bend down and hear our cries and listen to us and listen to the cries of our hearts. Now, honestly, I've not always found it easy to pray. I've kind of seen it as this vending machine. When I want something, when I need something, I went to God. And I wasn't always sure what I was supposed to do, how to pray. Well, how do I go about this? I'd get thrown off guard by kind of holy, holy people who had amazing prayers in their heads. They had things to say and they knew all the these and the thous and the what words to say when. And I thought, well, I can't do that. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to talk to God. But I always knew that prayer was important in my Christian journey. I knew it was important. I knew it made a real difference. I knew it would help my relationship with God and it would impact my everyday life. But it was hard. It's hard to get into a rhythm where I didn't treat God like a vending machine. And I wonder how many of us today sometimes feel like prayer is difficult. Maybe it's difficult because we've got loads going on and we've got a busy life. And it's hard sometimes to step back from that life and be like, no, no, first I'm going to pray. I've got loads of stuff to do, but first I'm going to stop and I'm going to pray. Instead, it's all too easy, isn't it? All too easy to forget to pray and come to our divine vending machine when we need something. But in this passage today, Paul isn't focused on his current situation. Matt read us a bit from um, the Bible, and this is Paul in a letter to the Ephesian church, the early Christians in Ephesus. And Paul, at the moment, in this situation, was under house arrest. He couldn't go anywhere. He was stuck. And he wasn't being like, God, help me out this situation. Come into him like a vending machine. Help me. I want to be able to go out there. I want to be able to sort all these problems. He was praying 
and calling the church to pray where they were. And he's focused on them and encouraging them. So how do we avoid approaching God like a divine vending machine? The first thing we think we need to do is keep it simple. Prayer is simple. We're created for relationship. Here's the thing. God could use anything in the world to get our attention. I mean, he created the world, didn't he? He could use anything, but he waits until we turn our thoughts and words to him. God could use any means in the whole world to accomplish his purposes, to make himself known, to make things happen. And yet, he chooses to wait and to listen and respond to our prayers. Now, I just find that incredible. And it means that God cares more about getting to know each one of us than he does about getting stuff done. He cares more about us getting to know him than he does about getting stuff done. So we don't need to know all the these and the thous and the what words to say and how to come to God because he's there ready, wanting a relationship with us. And we've got no hope of becoming the people that God has created us to be without prayer and without coming to him. Paul says in his letter, pray in the spirit always. Now what if the key to every situation that you are facing right now is prayer? You've probably come here with some things on your mind, some things that you're walking through. What if the key to that is prayer? What if the most significant thing you achieved in your whole life wasn't something you accomplished or a success that you achieved, but it was a prayer that you whispered. We're created for relationship. And through Jesus, we can have connection with God, the creator of the world. At the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, we read of how God created humans in his image in order to have a relationship, a friendship with us, and a loving relational connection with the original. Was That was what God wanted. The problem was that humans rebelled. We messed up, and they decided to do things their own way. You've probably heard the story about the snake and apple incident. Now, anyone here sometimes think they know better than God? If we're really honest. And we forget to pray. We forget to come to God, our Father. Now, this rebellion that happened with the snake and apple incident brought about a heartbreaking disconnection And it seems like nothing could fix this. But God had a plan. He had a plan to restore our relationship with him. And that was through Jesus. He brought Jesus to the world, 100% God, 100% man. And through Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection, he broke the connection. Um, The broken connection that we had with our Father was restored. And we can come to God. We can come to the creator of the universe and have a relationship with him. Just like John and Jamie today are declaring their faith in Jesus, we too can have a relationship with God through Jesus. When the disciples, who were the first apprentices, prayed, um, they said to Jesus, like, how on earth do we talk to God? And he said this, 
He said, with a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply like this. And then he goes on to say the, the Lord's Prayer, which many of us will have heard at some point. And then after he said the Lord's Prayer in verse 14, it says, in prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. We get to connect with God through the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit always. So we need to stop overcomplicating prayer and come to God simply. Pray in the Spirit always. And through Jesus, we can have an intimate connection and relationship with God. God is in us through his Spirit. Pray in the Spirit always. But we can get confused sometimes, can't we? And we can overcomplicate prayer. I don't know how many of you have ever tried thinking, oh, I, know, I just need to learn how to pray properly. If I go to that prayer meeting and I, I know what kind of candle to light or if I, if I, if I get some, hold of some incense and I light that and then I'm going to really have a connection with God or if I get up at sunrise and use these complicated words, then I'm going to have this amazing, incredible connection with God. But actually... We don't need to overcomplicate it. We can keep it simple. We can simply come to God. Pray in the Spirit always. We already have that connection. We've invited Jesus into our lives. The Holy Spirit fills us and is within us. In 1 Corinthians, it says this, Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? The Spirit of God lives in us. God is as close as our breath. In the Bible, words that are used to describe someone praying are not complicated at all. We read of words like, they said, they spoke, they called, they cried out to God. These are all words that describe the act of prayer. There's no, nothing like, they went before God and they knelt at the temple and they did this and they did that. We can come to God simply. And we can't master prayer. So don't think just because I've been ordained and I'm a priest that suddenly I'm a master of prayer. We cannot master prayer. No matter how hard we try, unlike other religions and spiritualities in this world, there isn't a magic formula that's going to get us more tokens that mean we get our prayers answered more. There's no magic formula that's going to mean suddenly we're going to become experts at prayer and receive all this stuff that's going to mean our prayers get answered. There's no technique to get special answers. All we need to do is come before God and think about our hearts. So keep it simple. Pray in the Spirit always. Now a question for you. How would you describe or define prayer? If you were telling somebody what prayer means, what would you say? What would you say? Imagine a, a child comes to you and said, can you tell me what it means to pray? What would you say? Now, the theological dictionary, the Westminster one, says prayer is defined as entry. And other people talk about it as talking with God. James mentioned earlier when he was leading worship that when we pray, we can talk with Jesus. Or other people say it's about approaching God. Or prayer is the human approach to God. Or prayer is to come near or to keep company with him. 
Prayer is the beginning of us having intimacy with God, the creator of the world. And if we have the ability to pray in the spirit, as Paul's saying in our passage today, just as Jesus does, I think it's really important to us to seek to be intimate in prayer with God, to seek to go to those really intimate places, to draw close to God. And prayer is the entry point for that. In Psalm 27, verse 4, it says this, I'm asking God for one thing, only one thing, to live with him in his house my whole life long. And then hear this, I'll contemplate his beauty and I'll study at his feet. Seeking that intimacy where you're contemplating the beauty of God and studying at his feet. This kind of intimacy cannot be hacked or worked out through us reading more stuff or something we can accelerate by bypassing time or paying money or getting more tokens. This kind of intimacy can only be gained by spending time with God. We're going to be able to be like the writer of this psalm where we long for our whole life long We long to contemplate the beauty of God and study at his feet by spending time with God. It's that simple. It's where we cultivate a history with God that perhaps it's something only you and him know about. It's really very simple. It's about spending time with God. So pray simply, in the spirit, and always that simple. There's no formula that says you get a certain group of people who are really smart together and they say certain fancy words and they speak in really good tongues, that means speaking in the voice of the Spirit, then something's going to happen. There is no formula. The Christian answer to prayer is simply this, to pray simply. And as we delve into the Bible, we'll find that when, although time is mentioned when it talks about prayer, there's no particular gesture, place, or posture that becomes the way to pray. When I was growing up, I always thought that you had to pray like this. I don't know how many of you were taught in primary school. This is how you pray with your head down, your hands together, and your feet crossed, looking really, really neat. But in the Bible, it talks about praying with a bowed head. It talks about people praying with their eyes closed, with their eyes open. It talks about people praying standing up, kneeling, laying down, folding their hands. It talks about people praying by pounding on their chests. It talks about people praying in really, really quiet places and really loud places. It talks about people praying with no words at all. And it talks about people praying with lots of words. There is no particular way to pray. There's no magic formula. There's no tokens that you have to receive. We can all come to God through prayer. And there are so many different ways of approaching God in prayer. It's not about how it looks or sounds or words we use. It's all about what's going on in our hearts. Pray in the Spirit, always. So pray simply in the Spirit. So then how on earth do we go about praying? How do we do it? This is the Google search that went viral in 2020. How do we pray? All we need to do is approach God. Talk to him like a friend. Maybe thank him for being there. 
Thank him for the beautiful things in the world or for the things that are great in your life. Speak to him. Laugh with him. Vent. Shout, maybe. Maybe then say sorry for shouting. Talk to him like a friend. Maybe it would help to write or draw or listen or be quiet. Maybe we should pray with others. Maybe we pray on our own. Maybe even we'll use an app for prayer. Yes, there's an app for that. So we pray to God with ease, with joy, with sorrow, with questions, with doubts, with insecurities, and with praise. And rather than complicating things or cancelling them because we're busy, why don't we just come to God and say, hey, God, I'm busy. I'm overwhelmed. Would you just help me today? Here at Telford Minster, you might think you have to have fancy words or you, you think, oh, there's those, there's those prayer meetings that I've heard about that I could come to on a Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, but I just don't fit into that because I'm not going to know what to say. Now, that is absolute rubbish because we can all pray. We can pray silently, we can pray out loud, we can pray through drawing, through dancing, through listening, through being quiet, through being still, through running, through moving. We can all pray. And we can come to God boldly and simply and willing to take a risk and get it wrong. We can come to God with all our errors, with all our mess-ups, with all our typos and miscommunications, our outbursts, and just say to God, you're worthy, and I'm here. So we need to stop complicating prayer and pray simply. We might think, I'm just going to cancel this prayer because I'm busy. Now, there was one time where I had actually diaried some time to prayer not that long ago, and I looked at my diary and I thought, you know what, I've actually got quite a lot to do today. Maybe I should just stop that and um, get on with everything I need to do first. And then if I have time, I can spend time with God afterwards. But God really convicted me when I saw that. He was like, what are you doing, Laura? So then I was like, okay, all right, yeah, I hear you. And I, I spent double the amount of time praying than I diaried because I felt so guilty. <laughs> and... Uh, Actually, then all the stuff I needed to get done got done in double the speed than what I expected, and I had loads of free time later in the day. God has no condemnation for us. We can come to God even when we've messed up. We might have cancelled prayer. We might have been like, I'm too busy. I've got a date night or a birthday or work to do or children to sort or schoolwork to catch up on. I've got these fitness goals I want to achieve. But... God doesn't condemn us, even when we forget to come to him, even when we've messed up. No one's perfect at praying, only Jesus, who was God as well. God is love, so we can come to him. There's no condemnation, so that should never stop us coming to God in prayer. Maybe we can think we've strayed too far, or we've gone too long without praying, or we've messed up too much, but that's just not true. Friends, that is not true. We have never messed up too much to be able to come before God. God is love. And I've learned through prayer that intimacy with God is growing in the knowledge that God is just as close as our breath. And the more time I spend with him, the more I can sense him as I spend time with my father. 
Now just take a moment to let that sink in. God is as close as your breath. You might even want to just close your eyes where you are and just take a breath in and a breath out. God, the eternal, the magnificent creator of all things, longs to be known by you. And he is as close as your breath. With the same closeness as your very inhale and exhale. And there is absolutely nothing you can do that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. What would it look like if you prayed, utterly convinced of this? If you let go of all the rubbish, all the lies that say, no, you can't come before God. You can't pray to him. You've messed up too much. You've strayed too far. You've forgotten to pray too many times. A new God is always there, as close as your breath. We were created for a relationship with God our Father. So, our passage today says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. There is no magic formula for prayer. No vending machine to approach. God is with us. His spirit is in us. So we can always approach him. We can always come to God and say, God, I'm here. And he's there ready and waiting. We can come to him in all kinds of occasions with all types of requests. We're in a battle There is evil in this world. The verse before the passage that we heard today talked about having the Bible as the sword of the Spirit. Now, if you want to hear more about why you should read your Bible, listen to the talk from last week. It's on our podcast. Bible is the sword of the Spirit. Salvation is what Matt talked about a couple of weeks ago too. You can listen to that too. So it says in verse 17, take the helmet of salvation, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray. Pray in the Spirit. And one translation says that part of that passage says this, pray hard and long. Then it goes on to say, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. We're going to pray as we baptise two of the Lord's people today. Who's excited about that? Yeah? And we're going to keep on praying for them and each other, just as this passage says. The creator of the universe cares about our requests. He cares enough to bend down and listen and be part of our prayers. Another translation goes, keep your eyes open, keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. That's what we're praying. Cheering each other on. Praying for one another. And then Paul goes on to say in verse 19, Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given to me, so I fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I'm ambassador in chains, because he's in house, under house arrest. Pray that I may declare it fiercely, as I should. So don't forget to pray for those in leadership. We need it. 
pray that we'll know what to say at the right time and have the courage to say it. So, friends, let's pray long and hard. Let's make time to spend with God in intimacy. God isn't a divine vending machine that we just come to with our little tokens and we put them in and we say, yes, God, I just need an answer to prayer today. And uh, you think, oh, it's not quite fitting. It's not going to work today. And then, oh, yeah, uh, thanks for answering that prayer. I'm not going to come to you again until next time I need something. Let's seek a relationship with God. He is as close as your breath. Now just breathe. In breathing, we can pray. So pray in the Spirit, always, with all kinds of prayers and requests. And pray long and hard. There's no magic formula, friends. Intimacy with God comes from spending time with him. Thank you for joining us. We hope that it blessed you. For more episodes and teachings, you can subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, even share it on your socials and tag us at Telford Minster. For this and more, head to telfordminster.org.uk.